0: Was the night before Christmas right outside Public Works in the Mission District of San Francisco? I'm Schmitty and this is Talking Schmidt. Today we finally have our first sodi on the show. His name, Silas Baxter Neal. Silas grew up in Oregon and is pro for Habitat skateboards. He rides for Adidas and had an amazing part in their last video, Away Days. He says winning Sodi was an incredible experience that changed his career for the better, but it also raised the bar for his and everyone else's expectations.
1: And then it worked out and I was stoked. And then also at the same time, I was like really bummed too. I felt like I didn't like fit the mold and I had a lot to live up to at that point, you know, like I was like, fuck, like now I have to be this person that people expect me to be this great skater now. So I have to be great. I don't feel great all
0: the time. (laughs) Also, we're coming off our annual Sodi party, so a huge congrats is in order to 2019 winner from Buenos Aires, Argentina, Senor Milton Martinez. If you have the time, go on to Insta and find Omar Hassan up on stage freestyle rapping with Tommy Wild. Thank you guys for all supporting this journey of mine. This is episode 52 and the night before Christmas. So I just want to say Merry fucking Christmas. Happy New Year. And mom, that's right. I did it. (laughs) One each week, all year. Be safe out there, kids. And treat yourself kindly. Making sure you spend quality time letting the ones you love know you love them. And now, without further ado,
1: this is Silas, and you're listening to Talkin' Schmidt.
0: It's cool, like tonight is the night.
1: Here we go again.
0: Just give it the old cars try, right here. Oh, Big Dog's in. Schmitty. What do you think, Schmidt? 96
2: times, Schmidt. Thanks, Smitty.
1: Beyond, Schmidt? Talkin' Schmidt. He's so fucking different
2: hit my pants let
1: me roll the decks it's fucking deep are you ready? come on it's red for all right
0: Oregonians beware in this house is Silas Baxter Neal how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good all right doing good
0: we're in the misery studios here on missouri street in <laughs> the misery <series>. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get out of here as soon as possible but uh yeah it's a yep. cracker box yeah we got a lot of shit in the uh place records boxes everything um thanks for coming by
1: for sure stoked to be here this room right here seems like it's kind of part of like skate history yeah like all the boards and everything this is what the it's nine like club aspires to be yeah. They made they they made their studio to look yeah. like this and this is just how you live. Yeah. I woke up like this.
0: Yeah. What? That record? Yeah, it's over there. <laughs> you, were you born in in Eugene?
1: I was not born in Eugene. I was it's kind of a, a secret, but I was born in Washington. Oh. But there's like Oregon Washington beef, so. Oh shit. I was raised in Oregon. I lived in Washington when I was like 4. So, just to kind of like briefly summarize it, I my parents were like dropout hippies and we lived off the grid with no electricity or running water in a house that had a dirt floor when for the first couple years of my life we lived in a couple different houses in washington but one of them was pretty minimal and then at four i have an older brother and he was like starting to be at like school age and my parents wanted him to be they wanted us to go to like proper schools and stuff like that and not i mean we lived in like a hippie community but the schools were pretty redneck and and they didn't want to raise us around that so we moved to eugene at that point it was like the closest community that that my parents knew about that was like kind of liberal and hippie-ish. Yeah. You could still get like good education and have a community and like kind of have more opportunity, I guess.
0: So you were about four?
1: Yeah, I was four when I moved to Eugene. And
0: so that's where you picked up your first skateboard with Eugene?
1: Yep. I think I was like six or something like that for Christmas. Me and my brother got like Toys R Us boards. Toys R-S boards. I think mine was a, like um, a Volterra Ramp Champ, I think what it was called. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember <laughs> seeing
0: it. What was, like, the, do you remember the real, your first real board?
1: Yeah, so, like, uh, we, like, knee-boarded around when we were little kids, but it was just kind of more like a, a toy. And then when I was, like, going into middle school, so, like, 11 years old in the summer, like, all these kids in the neighborhood were, like, starting to skate, and I was, like, seeing them. My brother was starting to get into skating a little bit, and his friends were... So I got like a another Toys R Us board for and then I started I like learned how to Ollie on that thing and then we went to this to uh this skate shop and we, I got like a used board and it was like a Ray Barbie firm board hmm. with like the patch guy. Yeah. And then uh I got a Planet Earth was my first new board, it was like a Planet Earth board.
0: Damn. Okay. Who what was it? Lottie?
1: No, it was it was a bl- blue board with a heart on it. It was I think Rick Germillo.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Yeah, I think it was Rick Jarmelo board
0: and was the ashtray there already
1: yeah it was already there so that thing was built in like 95 or something like that 96 uh-huh. no probably really that 93 probably 93 or 92 i also so i, I think i started skating in like 95 maybe okay so the ashtray had been there for a couple of years and then i didn't really like know anything about tricks or nothing for a long time and then when i was like 13 14 is when i started like meeting other skater kids and skating parks and like learning how to do like tricks and sc- grind curbs and stuff would you go like up to 14, 13, 14 probably. Would you
0: travel around, like go to Corvallis or different areas?
1: A little later on, like once we were like, once we were like 16 and we had, you know, I didn't, I didn't have a license for a long time, but my friends had cars and stuff, so we would go to like Salem and Corvallis and uh, just wherever, like Roseburg had a skate park. Yeah. And then there was actually this, this is kind of crazy, there was like a, an old sawmill that somebody had built a like, skate park inside of. Whoa. It was like on the second story of the sawmill. And then it was, like, a public skate park for a while, and then it went out of business. And, like, when we were, like, 16, we heard that it still existed. So we, would like, drove down to this little town called Drain, which is, like, the middle of fucking nowhere. And we would, like, uh, and we found it. And we, like, snuck into this old sawmill, and there was, like, the skate park was still there. And we would, like, go and shred it. And then oh, did that cool. for a while, and then this guy showed up, and he was, owned the property and was bummed. Had like, we would ride up on a, sh- like, four-wheeler with, like, a shotgun and kick us out. and stuff. Oh, shit. So that was short-lived, but. Yeah, so wherever there was, like, skate parks or whatever. I mean, I don't know. We would drive around. We would come to Portland sometimes. Portland seemed kind of, like, big city and far. I mean, it was two hours or something. But I think when I was, like, 16 or 17, a friend of mine moved up to Portland, and I would go and stay with him, and that's when I started skating up there a little more. Did you
0: ever skate that – there's a spine ramp in a church or something in Myrtle Creek?
1: No, never been to that one.
0: Me and Phil went there, like, a long time ago, and it was, like – it was like... uh Dude,
1: Myrtle Creek's like bumfuck. Yeah. It's like nothing out there. That's the one that has the pipes now, right? Yeah, he yeah. the three of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there was like some church with a spine in it. I have photos of it. I'll show it to you sometime. Uh, yeah, I
1: don't know about in California, but in Oregon, like skate church was pretty heavy. Like there's a lot of churches that had like skate programs where they would like... Oh. Put a, have a bunch of ramps in like a, I don't know, like a, a hall area. And then you would have to like go and listen to a sermon. Yeah. And then you could skate for a couple hours. But you have to listen to the sermon. If you like went outside during the sermon then you wouldn't be allowed to come back in and skate. <laughs> oh. It was so weird. You're like this wow. is creepy. Skate.
0: Cuz there was like a vert ramp or something in a church too like in Washington or up north. Yeah, and Portland
1: where? has had always had a skate church. I think it's still there even. Oh, damn. And for a while it was like the only skate park indoor park. Like there's footage of Mikey Chin skating there in old like form ones. uh uh-huh. Remember that old like uh adrenaline industry section? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like skating in the skate church. All that footage from there. Sick. So then
0: when did you kind of start getting like skating with better people and did you make a sponsor me tape?
1: Yeah, I had like sponsor me tapes um, and then I would get like rep flow from through, through my skate shop. They would like send my tapes out. And in like, Eugene? In Eugene. And then through that, I started getting hooked up with Powell and they just started giving me boards like through a rep. And then they brought me down to Santa Rosa a couple times not Santa Rosa sorry Santa Barbara Santa Barbara that's the place oh yeah I, to yeah. the Powell yeah so, so skate like zone, they would, this is crazy they would make me take the train down oh. and Eugene to Santa Barbara is like 40 hours on a train <laughs> and I was like 16 years old yeah I think I like 16 15-16 is when I started kind of getting hooked up a little bit and like getting out of Eugene and. yeah so I got on to Santa Barbara I went on a trip to Texas with with Powell and that was like my first real like skate trip and like Pete Thompson's on it I shot photos with Pete Thompson and it was a cool crew. It was Tony Manfrey, Caswell, Oliver oh. Buchanan, this guy Ryan Chadwick. remember him at all? Uh, the name. Shirty kid from San Jose. Okay. But yeah, it was kind of a cool crew. Ronnie Jones.
0: <laughs> oh, that was P-Stone. Was, he had a lot of Rodney Jones footage. Yeah. And th- so then that was your first sponsor?
1: Yes, yeah, so yeah. So I started doing, like, going on trips with Powell, and we went to, like, Arizona, we went to Texas, went to Miami. And then I, like, you know, like, it was working, so I was going to move. So, like, 19, I had saved up money, and I was going to move to San Francisco. And so um, I moved down here. and w- w- During the process, I was, like, talking to Paul about it. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll help you out the paycheck, you know, help you live. And then when I moved down here, like, oh, yeah, we can't do anything for you. Sorry. <laughs> so I was, like, working out at this little restaurant for a little, couple weeks and then worked at a coffee shop for a little while and was just, like, trying to make it work here. I met Brennan, who worked for Habitat at the time. And he, like super awkward he like came over to our house where i was staying i was like sleeping in a closet and he, like put in my sponsor tape and like watched it in front of me Whoa. and brendan's like super opinionated you know what i mean so he's like oh man that shit's garbage oh that's right oh, that's that's trash <laughs> and so that was super funny yeah and then so i lived here for like a, a year and a half and then ran out of money and then moved to denver and then i was like getting pal boards i'm sorry i was getting habitat boards i'd quit pal by then and uh or maybe I hadn't quit. I think on the drive out to Colorado, I moved to Colorado because I was out of money, and my wife now girlfriend at the time was living out there, so I was gonna go live with her. Uh
0: huh.
1: And so, um, I think on the drive out there, I quit Paul, and then Brennan came out to Denver a couple weeks later, and we skated and filmed stuff, and that was kind of like when I got on Habitat. Like, like they were like worried that I wouldn't be able to still skate out there, but then he came out and we skated, and Alex Olson was with him. That's when yeah. Alex Wilson was trying to get on. Huh. Uh, Alien, I think, at the time.
0: I mean, Denver's got a good scene.
1: Yeah, it was cool. That's what I liked about it too. It was like it was when Angel and Diggle and all those dudes were like in their prime and they're like killing it in tons of spots and cool crew, lots of filmers, all that stuff. So yeah, I figured it would work. And I lived there for like seven months or something like that. And,
0: and then you guys went. I don't know. I
1: kind of like bounced around from there. I like home based out of Eugene for a while, and then moved to Portland, and then went back to SF actually for another year, and then back to Portland. And then Chicago. Chicago. Oh, no, Santa Rosa was in there somewhere, too. San Jose, too. Santa oh, Rosa.
0: you lived in Santa Rosa for a bit. That's right. Kind of
1: a year and a half, yeah. So that was like, yeah, so the Santa Rosa, it was SF to Portland, and then Portland to Santa Rosa, or Sunnyvale for six months, and then Santa Rosa, <laughs> and then on to Chicago, and then back to Portland.
0: Well, when did you go pro?
1: Well, I was 22. So right after I moved back to San Francisco from Colorado, where
0: was it coming off of a video part or a contest yeah, uh, or what was it?
1: I turned pro before Inhabitants came out. So it was kind of like all the work up to Inhabitants. And then when the video came out, I think it was already pro.
0: And was it a surprise?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> no? Not really. I mean, kind of. It was it was like a surprise that they decided to do it. But then it was something we talked about, like when it was going to happen. And, uh, like, getting the ads and like figuring it all out.
0: Did you have input on your graphic? No. So that was kind of a surprise, or not. yeah,
1: the graphic was a surprise for sure. Yeah, it was awesome. And did Pen- who did it? Uh, Joe did it all. Oh, okay. So I mean, in general, with, with habitat, I don't really try and have too much say in like the editing or like graphics. Cause, I mean, I, I've always liked what Joe does. He does a great job. He's like a master at his trade. So I don't really like. I don't. I feel like even if I have an opinion, he has a vision, and my opinion isn't as important as his vision. Right. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I trust him enough to like make me look good, or. Uh-huh. make a, a good product you know
0: so and brendan's so opinionated that he's gonna get in there and take out all the fluff i don't need to mm-hmm. say any
1: criticism he'll criticize it all
0: <laughs> give it it's funny because brendan calls me and he's like damn man burnett's so fucking critical like how do we get in the mag i'm like dude people are saying the same stuff about your video editing and then once you were a pro you, you weren't on adidas yet
1: no so you, i was writing for s S, that's right Yeah, and so I had like an S video part in in a special And I rode for them until like 2007, I guess Wow Yeah, and that was cool too, that was really fun That was like, dude, Rick McCrank and Bobby Worris Are like two of my favorite skaters And so I was like able to skate with them a bunch Sick Skate with Rodrigo, met PJ, skate Uh with Javier Were you on
0: it till the end?
1: No, I left before the end of it, yeah Oh, okay So I think Rattray had gotten on right before I left And then I left, and then a couple months i think within a year they were kind of done
0: right okay and the three stripes
1: yep and that was like i mean everything they put out their shoes weren't all that sick at the time to be honest like they were doing some weird stuff Uh huh. and then it was like also in that era where was that when like lance was on no it was after that it was the next period but and it was also in the era where like like those sports brands hadn't fully been accepted yet you know what i mean like nike was kind of getting there but like People were skeptical at adidas and i i thought that it'd be like short-lived so i was kind of worried about it but you know, uh, it ended up being great
0: who were who were some of the people when you were first getting like stoked on skating that like you would put pictures up on your wall or be stoked to see uh, their video parts or whatever
1: i think welcome to hell was like a huge influence It was like the video i, I had gotten a couple of videos before that but that was the video that we watched like every day and so uh, you know all those guys jamie thomas was awesome but I like Scott Fola and Donnie Barley, I think, was my favorite at the time. He just was like raw and like yeah. powerful and like awesome to watch. We were like so stoked when the Shorties video came out. Like Muska was like pretty awesome at the time. Yeah. I, like, I always knew he was a little corny or whatever, but uh, he was so sick too, you know what I mean? Like, Smallick <laughs> and all those guys. And the early foreign ones, that was all kind of the era that I came with. Reynolds was like always a favorite, you know, like still is just like right. awesome skater. Rick McCrank was always really cool and he was from the Northwest, so I kind of identified with that a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes the shit.
1: Yeah. And just in all those, you know, like all those contest videos were so sick back then in the day too, you know what I mean? Like it's, I feel like contests back then were so much more raw than I guess it felt like now, you know what I mean? Like it just, it just seemed so more raw. It was cool. It's like, you know, Europe 95 video was so sick. Yeah.
0: Were you doing some of that Euro stuff where you would go, like, just get the train and go contest to contest? No. None of that stuff? No. How has that been for you, adapting to, like, this new generation from, like, growing up in an era where, like, like you said, you watched Welcome to Hell all the time. Now it's like you watch a part and you're like, where's the next one? Or, like, there's Instagram parts, all that stuff. Like, how's that been? What do you think of all that stuff?
1: It's been a roller coaster, you know. I mean, over throughout the year, like when it first, when it first started, seeming obvious that like the the videos were dying, and that it was all about like internet videos. It was like, you know, I, I felt pretty shitty and resisted it, and I was like, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. But I'm, you know, it's just it is what it is, and you have to like see the advantages of it. It's cool to be able to like put stuff out there, like every single day, I guess, or not every single day. Like when you go skate, put some stuff out from the skate park. It's kind of fun to keep constant. I don't know, whatever. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. Um I like working on projects still a lot and, I, and I'm still like I don't think that I'll ever fully adapt to like the 6 months to film a video part or a year to film a video part idea, mentality, you know, like that's just it, it's how it works these days, but that's just not where I'm at, you know what I mean? And and for me to put something out that I'm really like stoked and proud of that I think it needs needs like 2 years or or more, you know, just cuz it, you know, like throughout a year so much changes in the way you're skating and your life. and Yeah. And I'm not also trying to, like, kill myself and drive my family crazy by trying to, like, put something out in a year, you know? Like, that's a lot. Yeah.
0: Do you think there's, like, a process, though, that, like – let's say you're filming a project. You got, like – you give yourself two years. You're going out and you're filming, like, stuff that you want to hold on to. Are you still dropping some stuff on the social media stuff to, like, be – relevant like be out there uh like here's a teaser of what's coming or is it more like no i'm on a project i'm fucking focused on this
1: i don't yeah i don't think i think it's like a, depends on the day i think well like with instagram for me i think the stuff that i put on instagram for the most part is just like fuck around stuff at a skate park or just like fun stuff at, at like warm-up stuff that i wouldn't actually use for something Uh huh. but then when you film a video part you're always going to have like the stuff that falls through the grate, you know, like so. Yeah. You have your like A grade stuff, and you shake the, the filter, and then everything else falls through, and then that becomes your secondary video part. And so, like when you're making a video part, you really have two video parts when you're doing it, because uh-huh. you have like the main stuff, and then there's always gonna be stuff that you don't doesn't make the cut that still should get used. It just isn't like worthy yeah. of. Like you worked hard for it, you tried hard on those tricks, and they just didn't come out the way you wanted to, or they don't fit, or whatever. You got better versions of it.
0: It's your grip tape commercial. Yeah, so you only have (laughs) two parts.
1: One video part should equal two.
0: All right, we got to talk about one of the best Skater of the Year parties ever. (laughs) Too short. Too short in this fucker. I was backstage with you and Too Short and Felper. That was nuts. Talk about that whole thing. You got Skater of the Year, first of all. That's fucking, I mean, got to be like high above... When you look back at your life, even, not just skateboarding, like I've, I would feel that Skater of the Year would probably be pretty cool to like reflect on.
1: Oh, 100%. I mean, I think that it took me years. It felt unreal for a long time. Uh-huh. And it wasn't something. It was different back then. There wasn't such a formula, and it wasn't so calculated or planned around. And right, It wasn't something that was on my radar until right in the last minute. And then uh, I didn't really think that it was a reality. I thought I was just like kind of just hyped. And then it worked out, and I was stoked. And then also at the same time, I was like really bummed too, because I felt like I just, I felt like I didn't like fit the mold, and I had a lot to live up to at that point. You know, like I was like, fuck, like now I have to be this person that people expect me to be, this great skater now. So I have to be great. I don't feel great all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know what I mean? Like it, it was like, um,
0: raise your bar.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't know, I, it took me a while to figure out how all that worked, but it was amazing. That party was great. It was super fun.
0: I think it may be the my favorite of all. Yeah, it was
1: right. Two shorts, fucking sick. Girls, and also, up stage, girls up on stage, dancing he was being with fucking two sh- dirty as hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was crazy meeting him and like hanging out. And yeah, like, and just realizing, like, damn, you're an old man. you like, he was like forty in his forties. not old, but whatever. You know what I mean? But like, anybody who's like a public figure, you kind of freeze them in your favorite era of them. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. actor musician whatever like when you think about them you kind of freeze them in a time period you know skater, or whatever yeah and when you meet them in person you're like oh wait you're not from 1998
0: anymore right did they i can't remember did they surprise you with it like I know later, like, we went down and and surprised Leo and did some things, like, where we just show up and we're like, you're
1: scared of the year, like,
0: uh, publishers clearing out No, I think think Brendan told me recently,
1: and I think that I, like, didn't really believe him. And then uh, I think I talked to Phelps about it, and he kind of, like, clarified. I was like, oh, shit, this is real. Holy crap.
0: Huh well and did you guys go on a skater of their um trip
1: <laughs> we did it was to texas <laughs> oh really i think it snowed too man it was a fucking terrible trip who went wow. on that one i think just me guru and marius oh really yeah oh, i mean man. it just wasn't like i don't know it didn't seem like such a huge deal then as it does now it seems like so big now for but, sure and like you you your you know like you're like king for the year and you get your like crazy trip with all your homies. Like, I didn't feel like that was like when we went on our skate of the year trip, it was just like, where's it dry? We need to shoot this article. Who's, who do you want to skate with? It wasn't right. like, Oh, here's your celebratory trip that you get to go. With yeah. All your to wherever let's go you want to, to go. the Cayman. Yeah. It wasn't like that at all. It was, just, like, <laughs> it was like, all right, you need to shoot an article. You need to shoot an interview. Where can you get an interview shot? Right. You know what I mean? It just seemed like more work kind of.
0: It's another indication of a new era, but like, To me, I always trip out on the fact that everyone, it's like politics where people are dropping parts right before the voting. Like it's very strategized now, which, good or bad, it's just different.
1: But it's kind of pointless too, right? Because it's not based upon anything besides a couple people's opinions, right? So, like, no, I
0: mean, they have, for sure, people think that, but like, being there and working there we do put out a poll and we do have people vote and we do see the percentage oh account. absolutely david okay. gonzalez did win the year he won like the guy vote- mariano was supposed to win according to the peers but it's just like yeah trump's our president too like you know like what the fuck there's a lot of people out there voting you know I thought Mark Succio was going to win this year because of how much Tony likes Mark. Yeah. But when it all came out, it was so undeniable that the people were like screaming Milton. Like, and so that just is how that one worked out, you know, and, and Mark had an insane part that he put together. But if either of those guys had their part in January, the other guy that dropped his part now would probably be the winner yeah like it's a strat it's strategic a little bit like that. yeah yeah you know because totally. i grew up with like no cardiel was in the mag all year he's our guy he's skater of the year he represents thrasher
1: yeah and i thought all the bust of Bail stuff always had something to do with it too you know yeah I mean? like you show up for the contest and you, you rip in the contest like i thought right. that mark stuff at the dime contest should oh right should matter something you know what i mean like you should play into it yeah like,
0: absolutely
1: like because that's always been a little bit part of it
0: yeah, so it it's a weird one, but yeah,
1: I mean it's hard, whatever. And and when it, I mean I don't know, I kind of like the idea that it doesn't come down to voting or to like statistics. That it's just, I'd like maybe it's, maybe it's a false idea, but I like the idea that it was just like some people's opinions, and yeah, so you couldn't ever, you can't crack the formula because it just comes down to what these people like, you know?
0: Yeah. I don't know, I feel like that formula kinda of cracked a little bit. And especially with Jake passing, it's like gonna be definitely a new era and interesting to see how it all unfolds each year. Yeah.
1: You think that if they went with Mark this year people would be like I see I thought that too, like Milton is so much more of the obvious like thrasher mentality, like anarchy. Like if- gnarly, just flying down shit, yeah. like pushing that level of like gnar to the to the next you know like he's just like the next gnarliest guy and what mark did was like mark like really no one skates like mark and he did something that was like truly unique and different and like Mm -hmm. you know like possibly changed way people skateboard see skateboarding you know yeah i don't know i guess that like um i mean if we would if, if they would have gone with mark this year it would have seemed like an obvious departure from the traditional form of the magazine you know what i mean like how thrasher has traditionally been and and at this time with jake passing it would have seemed more obvious you know what i mean it would have been i think it would have been criticized more sharply because
0: it could have been too different for a year where everyone's looking for what the differences are going to be yeah yeah exactly i could see that but i will say that from my perspective milton kick flipping off the car wash banks won
1: Totally, yeah. In I that think story that, it, that that, stuff, that, that cover is- with
0: that story, the video part was icing on the cake. Once he did that cover, I think like everyone was like, "Ooh," because everyone before that was like Mark for sure. Yeah, but this is the thing with skateboarding nowadays is you don't know what part's about to come out tomorrow. Like I think Mark's great, uh, but I do know that Milton traveled with Jake and Jake. And so Jake being alive, he would have definitely probably been gunning for Milton. Yeah. The thing for me is getting back to you being Skater of the Year is it was a different time, but there was nobody sour. There was nobody going, oh, it should have been me. Because everyone just skated. Now people are actually gunning for it, and there is like you know, like I thought I, everyone told me I was getting it, and then this guy got it. Or whatever. Yeah. it's like and a you feel weird like, thing. Al- almost
1: where really, you like you feel like you wasted your time if you don't get it. Like you're like I put in all this effort. I like put yeah. my best footy part out, and I didn't get it, so it's a waste. Oh, right. As opposed to just like skating, and then you're just stoked on whatever you put out because you're pu- you're putting out just because you need to put it out or want to put it out.
0: One year we had fucking both guys come to the party. And they didn't know who won. Really? Yeah. Well, here's that. Tori and Wes. Really? You know, Jake used to always say, skateboarding knows you nothing. But at the same time, if this is what the whole message that everybody's giving you is and you're feeding into it, then at the end of that, you're like, whoa, that was weird and I don't know the last thing you want is anything to be sour when it's connected to skateboarding totally totally. When, especially so.
1: when it's like supposed to be something so argumentous you know what I mean it's so important
0: yeah What's up with Portland these days? There's a lot of migration. The state's full. Bryce Knights, you know, he likes to say he was the first San Franciscan up there, and many followed. Uh, (laughs) We got Vicky Reyes. So we can blame him.
1: Thanks, fucking Bryce. (laughs) Dude, cool. Great thing to be proud of.
0: (laughs) Mickey's opening bars up there, Cairo, and... uh, fucking these adidas hiring everybody left and Scott, right
1: kelly bird's up there yeah i could when Brevere, i went to your
0: thing we went to the bar and i was like john tripp kelly bird like all, i was like holy shit like all my friends this is here. the mission 1992 well how do you look at that stuff is it suck is, uh, are cool. all the spots I mean, like, getting
1: killed and it's like, no none of those guys skateboard come on oh yeah think about all people you just named <laughs> <laughs> just kidding all of you yeah no, it's cool. There's jobs up there, right? There's jobs in skateboarding up there. There's, like, Nike and Adidas, and those are good jobs, and, uh-huh. and, and it's awesome that they're hiring skateboarders, because skateboarders know skateboarding better than people who don't skateboard, so sure. it's awesome they're hiring skateboarders, and it's awesome that a lot of people who have been important to skateboarding are still able to be important to skateboarding and with a job and whatever, and that's awesome. My only gripe is that, like, Portland has a really has always been, like, a counterculture, and I like it, the counterculture aspect of it, and now with all these people moving up there and a lot of money moving into the city, it's become a pop culture, and it's, like, really a popular place to be, and it's, like, so, a lot of people move there, and they don't, they like where they're from, and they like their culture, and so instead of respecting and adapting to the culture that's the place they move to they just try and create their own space
0: right as it's good and bad east burnside like the last time i went there i was like whoa yeah there's it's, so many big buildings it's, it's like, like west the Eastside, side now
1: the east side didn't have any tall buildings like i remember my a buddy of mine lived in this like penthouse apartment that was like the eighth floor of a building like, uh-huh. you know what i mean and he had like the highest thing it was like the highest building in the area and it's like these 30-40 foot buildings everywhere.
0: Are you on the east side?
1: Or I'm on the west side. West? I'm up in the hills,
0: yeah. Oh, okay. By, like, wh- that bird... Uh, sanctuary place With the owls And stuff
1: No further south Than that Oh okay That's like the Audubon Society Yeah yeah, yeah. I haven't been there you been there Yeah yeah that Super sounds, cool. cool Yeah I haven't yeah. been there. My kids went there For a field trip But I haven't been
0: You ever go to that Chimney where the birds fly Yeah
1: at? the Swift The, the Swifts Yeah Yeah. So yeah I'm further south I'm like kinda um, There's like that tram That goes up over Oh yeah By like Water a little Street south there. Yeah a little south there I know, I know that area I've yeah. been up there a Triumph, bunch You know Triumph Park It's like a big forest It's like an 800 acre park That's up by it oh it's like, really the like horseback riding trails and stuff. isn't
0: that where that spot is that Caswell skated it's like at a hospital yeah or something. kind of further, a little further
1: south than that even though. okay yeah that spot's gone though that's uh, sick
0: yeah you're gonna go out to dinner and it's a special occasion the farm's gone or whatever that place was I love that one where do you go what's a good restaurant up there
1: that, the tu- Tusk probably it's called tusk. tusk yeah it's like Mediterranean food Middle Eastern food really vegetable heavy Super good. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, probably there. There's always nice new restaurants. I don't know. I'm, I'm a parent. I don't go out to eat. You're not doing it. Are you going <laughs> to the bar like, at all anymore? A uh, little bit, but just when people are around. Uh huh. I pretty, live pretty domestic on my home. It's pretty like. Yeah. Skate. If, if I'm out at nighttime, it's probably at a skate park. Oh,
0: okay. And you got Joey Peppa.
1: Yep. Uh, my, my crew is Joey Pepper, Nicole, Ryan Casado, uh, Tristan. Yeah, that's kind of the crew. Oh, Josh cool. Matthews sometimes. He just moved to Eugene, though, so. Those are all good dudes. He's not Portland anymore. Fuck. Well, yeah, it's a yeah. cool crew. It's cool. We go skate skate parks. We have fun. If I need to go film, then I go out uh, with Tristan.
0: What's the deal? So you had you guys had that skate park and you had two or three, two right? Two. So the con- contest. Like, yeah, we yeah. had two of them. Yeah. Okay.
1: So we, I, we, I made a skate park about seven years ago and had it for three years and I like shared the space and then after three years our lease ran out in the building I bought and. We got kicked out so we moved to that new space so it was just all of our space the first space i we shared with two other people so the next space was all of ours and then we were there for a year and then we did had three year lease so like the the last two years we did contests right that was fucking so sick
0: yeah lotto the you know grotto Grotto, lotto yeah i went to the first one and then uh i didn't make it to the second one are they you think they're gonna do it again somewhere else or is it done yeah i'm not gonna do it
1: again no I mean, I, th- I think that what made it really awesome was the fact that we were, like, in this private skate park in the middle of nowhere that didn't belong to any brands or anything, you know what I mean? And then it was just, like, totally private and just, like, the illest dudes and... So you know you what could, I mean? Like, yeah. So I couldn't do it at somebody else's sk- skate park, You can't park, do the really. same
0: thing at Adidas Park. I couldn't
1: do it at Adidas Park or the Nike Park or, like, right. Converse Park or any other park, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it was associated with a company because it wouldn't have that, like, raw feel to it. And then you could do it at, like, another skate park somewhere but the fact that it was like this private like hidden skate park that not of money people skated you know also made it that much more awesome you know you don't have like local kids that are like champions that are like doing everything right you know? down here. totally so like a lot of the stuff that was done in all those contests were just like it was uncharted territory you know and that's why it was so exciting it's because like that park hadn't been ripped to that level until those guys came there and ripped it to that level you yeah. know yeah Austin got intense. the first one right yeah Austin got the first one Mark got then- the second one maybe
0: Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, sick. That was a fucking fun one, the first but one. But I think, I like, the
1: think... highlights, whoever won the contest, the highlights were, like, dude, Austin Canfush last year was killing it. Really? Destroying it, you know what I mean? Yeah. First year, Marius was killing it, didn't land anything, but killed it. You know, like, everyone who was there was just, like, the it was ghosts. so awesome to watch him skate.
0: Uh, Joe Brooke texted in, and he wants to know, is it true Habitat banned you from wearing pinwheel hats?
1: Uh, No. <laughs> But Brennan definitely talked shit on them. I think like when I first like I think like the first week I moved to SF I wouldn't switch heel flip the Lincoln stairs. Uh. Uh-huh. I had like a pinwheel hat off and I like flew off midway through the trick, like down the stairs and Brennan just never, ever let that go. Oh shit. Just dog dogged me out forever, it. although he wore them back in the day too, so
0: Yeah. <laughs> you've seen a lot in skateboarding, but is there anything that stands out, like one or two things that's like the the gnarliest thing you've seen like in person? I hate
1: this question. Yeah, I, I never can answer it right. I really? know that there are you know, there are all these things. I don't know. Recently, dude, like honestly, the last trip I went with, with Mark, just like watching how he approaches skating is the gnarliest thing I've seen in skateboarding. He's, really? I mean, he's just so good. Was he's that so, Pittsburgh? That we did like that a cross cross continental trip. Yeah, that was probably the last trip I went on with him. But and he
0: ground a rail from rail to oh, rail oh no, i wasn't there for that one. Oh, okay i like, heard he about he texted that. me all about it well, <laughs> he did that shit first try
1: <laughs> first try mine took me an hour <laughs> he did it. he like uh had somebody set his like hold his like he held to my shoulder and like drop in grinded it uh and did it a couple times and i was like that's gnarlier than fucking doing it in the first place like that seems so sketchy drop in grinded yeah but he's so good like he just like his approach his like how confident he is it's awesome it's really cool it's really cool and it's really it's like gnarly it's like gnarly to see that much confidence and ability yeah but no no mark isn't gap grinding like 15 star animals or anything we mark. might
0: see a switch trade down wallenberg
1: i would mark are you gonna switch straight for wallenberg come on mark you have to do it he went there with
0: miles and you he can't claim shit it. the words
1: on the street bro the words on the street what's one of the most dude miles dude what the fuck
0: That switch back here. Did
1: all three of his video parts this year were so good dude. i know how hard of a year was this year for scared of the year dude tiago yeah fucking the best skater
0: tiago was so good
1: dude. everybody who had any, like dude the baker video yeah sammy Baca, man like yeah that guy should get scared of the year Baca like, should get else. inspiration of the else, air, for
0: sure what do you think about um like some situation that you were like the most scared
1: oh the most scared to yeah. do something
0: You ever skate that fucking spot in Portland up on the bridge or whatever, like that big fucking like you're way up high. Oh
1: no, no, I think no. (laughs) That
0: seems like it'd be
2: Um,
1: scary. I don't know. I think big handles scare the shit out of me still. Like I just think about like how, like I don't skate like the big steep ones, but even the big mellow ones like scare the shit out of me. I don't know. Like like top like top fives and the most. I'm really bad at those. Like Uh I can't ever think of like the most until later on.
0: Okay. Well, then let's go into top fives. All right. <laughs> I'm just kidding perfect. <laughs> Top five. All right. do you remember like early uh Thrasher like one of your first covers that
1: you've seen Phil Shao had a cover at Miley right yeah I think that one was like really five oh right that's what that's it was. one of my favorite yeah, I think covers. I think that was like I didn't understand how you could get that high like it yeah. was just like it, it was, was right up there actually yeah I think that one was-
0: uh talk about um you were just telling me when you got here that you've been skating China banks with Dennis what's that all about <laughs>
1: <laughs> China Dings is the worst spot, dude. Uh, it's really actually fun to hang out there because it's interesting. Yeah. But it's so hard. The bricks are all clacky. Uh, yeah, I went to skate Jam with Dennis the other day. Um, I've been there like probably six times in my life and I don't think I've ever landed a single trick there. Really? Even like fucking around. Well, maybe I have. But I I've covered for the benches and stuff. But it, it's also like such an epic spot to be so sick to get a trick there. That's the thing. Like You know, Dennis liked the spot. I like those spots too where you like... The spot's so sick, and even though it's really hard to do a basic trick there, like, the spot is so cool looking for whatever reason, or is so cool for whatever reason, that you just want to get a trick there, you know? That's how China Banks is. I would love, love, love to get a trick there. I don't know if I can, but bigger wheels, smaller wheelbase.
0: Yeah. What's Dennis doing? Is he, like, trying single tricks or doing, like, lines or what?
1: I think he filmed a line earlier. When I met up with him, he had filmed a line earlier and he was trying a single trick when I met up with him. He's still ripping that place to bits.
0: Oh, man. Days. The, uh, what is it? Ch- Chicago off the Vulcan video? Mm-hmm. He's got some fucking fucked up shit, like, up on the bench up o- o- over the gap onto the bank like yeah yeah like it's that is
1: such an underrated video too that, I mean I don't know it was just put together so roughly or something uh, it's just like it's kind of hard to, but there's to memorize it. there's so much good stuff in there yeah absolutely that first glimpses of Louis Marnell was in that video too
2: whoo yeah
0: are you guys trying to work on anything is there any future stuff like <sighs> Habitat or um, Adidas or any?
1: Well, right. Habitat's doing those control room series mm-hmm. and so they're going to continue doing those and they kind of change each episode. Some, like, you know, we had some that had like just video parts and a montage. Mm-hmm. Some of them were like tour stuff. The last one was like a tour video and a video part. So those will always be like an outlet know, for us to have stuff. Like, um, I already had a, I had a part last year for that so I probably won't have one for a little while with, mm-hmm. with Habitat. But um, I want to start working on a project that's not for anybody I guess at this point. I just want to Spend two years and film video part. And yeah, I know where you can send it. I want to feel proud of you know have the time to feel proud of what I'm doing. So sure. I think I'm want to try and start working on like a longer video project.
0: You hanging out with Joe at all up there? A little bit. We yeah. don't go as much as
1: I like to, but it's just it's different up there. You know, like when you're when Bat-back's you're when I'm kids here kids too. <laughs> totally. When I'm here, like I'm here for like five days, and I'm like, oh yeah, every day you can go do something. You can go work. You can go skateboard. You can yeah. film, shoot photos, like you're in the mix and it just seems like everywhere you go there's spots and like you know and Portland is just more like mm, maybe I'll go skate next week and film something I'll go skate the park today it's just like a total you're living your life instead of working all the time I guess
0: I like I it I like it fucking um I just thought of something today is Skater of the Year party and you're the first Skater of the Year I've had on the program
1: oh really yeah
0: alright so some somebody should win something somewhere <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, what are you, you gonna make it tonight to the party? Yeah, I'm gonna go tonight. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. What are we looking for? Oh, we're looking for the drunkest dude out there. Yeah. That's always the funnest one to look for.
0: Damn it. Have you, uh, spent any time with Fred Gall
1: lately? No, I haven't seen him in a long time, dude. Really? I'm bummed. I miss him.
0: Seems like he's doing pretty good, right? Seems like he's doing great, yeah. Yeah.
1: I tried to get him out to the contest this year, but I kind of had second thoughts. He was doing so well, I didn't want to, like, bring him out and put him in. Yeah. L- you know, like, in the lion's den and just be like... All right, everyone else is getting wasted. Yeah. You're sober. Have fun.
0: Well, you had Jorjobo there, I heard. Yeah, yeah, it was Damn, awesome. Damn, that's Chris Oh. Uh,
1: that's well Those Crescent, Jehobo,
0: Chico. Did you have Robin? Um, Robin Sal. Sal come, oh,
1: sick. Yeah. Fuck, yes. It was the skateboarders contest. It was for skateboarders. It was not meant for anybody with the skateboarders. Oh,
0: uh, <laughs> Yeah that one i went to was so rad i remember after the edit came out too everybody was jealous it wasn't there and shit it was yeah it was super cool
1: we didn't know what we were doing i had never done anything like that never done an event and it worked so well the first year and it was like so awesome and then the second year i was like dude we cannot come close to the first year this is like it's gonna fall on its face but second year was just as awesome super cool you know like it was such a cool experience to be part of and to like do and just to be received like that, honestly, like dude, I saw like Julian was like smacking his tail and like cheering and you're like, This isn't the dude you're that's known for being like stoked on things. Like yeah. this is, this means something right now, you know. Like that was like it was such a Yeah, it was so rad to see looking around everyone just like cheering and yelling and hype and like it was I mean, I would like to take credit for it, but I don't think it has as much to do with me as just like the people who are there and involved with it. Yeah, know? it's
0: like, everybody just, coming together with the same vibe. Like the year I won it was like every motherfucker in there there's not one scapegoat there's not the one guy like fuck that guy everybody's yeah. like yeah from jake anderson to fucking austin to whoever yeah. like suchu i mean there's so plunkett it was just like great vibes we're yeah. all out at the karaoke bar at night like, yeah it was cool. just it doing was
1: cool. it and i would love to keep doing it but it just i mean i couldn't do it at this small skate park and i can't do it another skate park unless yeah. i i mean i just unless we somehow we figured out how to own the building or something like it just, it's just too much money to build too much money to tear down too much stress trying to run it all the time like it's just it's too much mm-hmm. you know what, dude i'm so fucking lucky and fortunate like seriously it's like mind-blowing that i could have a private skateboard yeah it's like that's like it's kid dream shit and no i know we tried to like figure out a way to keep it going but we're like you know what let's just dude we're stoked we had it it happened let's just appreciate it and just be like Let's not try and, like, twist this and turn it into something else But Yeah. It's going to fall flat, so... Do you
0: have any free time? Me? Yeah. Uh,
1: like, is the there... You call free besides
0: time. family and skating, is there stuff that you... Like, you fish, right?
1: Yeah, I go fish. I go, I go hike. I go camp and mushroom hunt.
0: Is that how you kind of, like, uh, decompress?
1: Yeah, totally. I go to the woods. Uh-huh. Like when I start to, like shits too much or I just like have some free time or I'm not trying to work on something I'll go to the woods yeah it depends on the season what I do in the woods but it's you know in fishing season I go fish in mushroom hunting season I go mushroom hunting when it's neither, I go hike
0: what do you do with the mushrooms? eat them really? are they psychedelic or just
1: no no they're regular mushrooms regular mushrooms Ah. I, I, I hunt for chanterelles lobsters the hedgehog mushrooms, oysters. These are all different kinds of mushroom, oyster mushrooms. You got and it's usually fall. Falls like when they're like, you know, like when it starts to rain. Like the first rains of fall is when they all come out, and then until the first frost, usually you get pretty good chances. But I got like a hundred pounds of chanterelles this year, so it's no amazing. it's amazing.
0: Wow, and they got kind of to dry out.
1: Uh, no, we would just eat them. I pretty oh, much true. ate them every day for like a couple months, and then. I would give them away to a lot of people. Like I didn't eat a hundred pounds of w <laughs> I picked a hundred pounds and I would give them people and then it's great. Like just, just that like, you know, you have them, people love them, you stop by somebody's house, you're like, Oh, here's mushrooms. Yeah. And then if they ever have anything, like I have a friend who's like, Oh, I got all the smoked salmon here and he wants to smoke salmon. Right.
0: Do you collect anything? Or do you get are you a minimalist or do you have a, I
1: want to be minimalist. I'm an aspiring, but I have too much shit.
0: Do you have like a prized like do you I got some boards on my walls and photos and stuff. Uh, Do you have that kind of stuff or no?
1: I have a Lance Dawes photo of Mark at the ashtray. No way. Which is pretty sick. What's he doing? Just an ollie over one of the hips.
0: Like an old one? Yeah, an old
1: one, yeah. Wow. Uh, But no, I don't really collect all that kind of stuff. Uh Um, I have all my old boards and my shoes and stuff like that. You have
0: one of every board?
1: Pretty much. But I kind of regret it, honestly. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know, just too much shit. I just yeah. Had, you know, I don't know. I started keeping them because I thought they'd mean a lot to me as I got older. Now I'm older and they don't mean that much more to me. They're just kind of the same thing. They're just boards. And,
0: yeah. Are they just in a box?
1: They're in boxes. I have boxes and boxes of all the boards. That's I'm the just thing. Like, I've, Th- I've hung them. Like my kid's room has some boards on the wall. And, yeah. And there's like I know there's probably like, fifteen of them that I'm like really like the graphics of, and uh-huh. I mean they're all cool graphics. I love having their graphics. Not at all like that. It's just more stuff to have, and I just don't really want to have stuff.
0: Well, it's kind of weird if you I come in, you have 400 Silas boards in, in Silas's house. Yeah, <laughs> totally
1: weird. 100%. 100%. I don't know. I guess I just I didn't foresee it becoming what it is now, you know, like uh, I think when I started keeping them, I thought I was going to have like 50 boards or something. Yeah. Now there's like, I don't know, how many, but so many and fuck. Same with shoes too, you know, like, he, and I have small feet, so it's really hard to find people with the same size feet as me, so I, oh. I'm just getting shoes. And, so yeah, I, I prefer to get rid of things, and okay. I, my house is too big. I'm working on that. a small house with less things in it. Some
0: of the stuff's super easy to get rid of, and then you get down to this one point where you're like, fuck, these are all kind of the same, and I don't know which ones I want to, I don't know, I guess at that point you just, fuck, you get rid of a lot of shit, and you're just like. I held on to a lot of shit for years, and that makes it harder.
1: Yes, it does. I have a off-subject question. Okay. Are you from Michigan? No. Where are you from? Here. From your Bay Area, really? Yeah, Redwood
0: City. I was born in... For some in... reason,
1: I thought you were from Michigan for some reason. Nah, Joe is. I know he is, but... Yeah. I feel like a long time ago, my dad was like, do you know somebody named Greg Schmidt? Uh I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, so-and-so from Michigan knows... There's
0: him. probably a million... I wanna get back to, I've only been to D- Detroit like twice.
1: You never lived anywhere else? No,
0: I, I grew up in the peninsula and then I moved to the city.
1: And you never lived anywhere else? It never like No, nah, I'm boring. Wow I, I found You just knew you wanted and you just kept Well it. I
0: was born in the Bay Area, it's like why would I go anywhere else? I mean that's how place. I felt about
1: Oregon too, but then I was like I have to figure out if there's other places I like more and then I traveled around a bunch, I was like, Nope, Portland's still the best. Yeah. But that's what I... Like, consciously, when I was, like, traveling to all these places, living in all these different places, I was like, well... Like, judging... I was like, I know I like Portland. I know I want to live there. Like, that's where I know I want to live. But I'm young. I don't need to live anywhere. I don't have anything tying me to this place. So Mm -hmm. let's go live in Denver. Let's go live in Chicago. Let's go live in Sunnyvale. And you don't
0: mind it raining and being cold.
1: Oh, no, I like it. It's awesome.
0: Do you like skating indoors in the rain? I don't mind it.
1: Yeah? I mean...
0: Like, do you need to feel your board? Is your If your feet are cold, are you still trying to skate? Yeah. Huh.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't need to skate the best that I can skate to have fun. You know? Right. Like, you know, I don't need to be at the best of my ability to like, be having fun. I can have fun when I'm sucking, too. That's okay. I don't take it that serious. You know, I don't... Like, if I miss a careful point, I'm like, fucking feet are frozen. Fucking going home, dude. <laughs> oh my feet are frozen do some more flips. oh these are all mobs crazy ha
0: ha well (laughs) i I was skating at double rock and it was freezing right yeah and i'm just cruising around trying to warm up and my wheel hits like a pebble or something and i shoot into the quarter pipe and i thought i broke my shoulder yeah it was so like you've never eaten
1: shit when it was warm out though
0: yeah but not like this it was like (laughs) ice it was like to the core it felt so hard like when it's
1: cold it like it hits you deep it hits you deep i get it but shinner like when it's fucking freezing cold out and you get a shinner yeah it's like the worst thing ever you're like ah 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 for like half an hour just rubbing it but Uh, no i don't know whatever and also at this time in my life, as you know, I don't feel you know if I skate th- twice a week, then I'm stoked. You know, like I don't need to skate every single day, right? To feel, you know, I, I would like to, mm-hmm. but there's I'm I'm busy and there's a lot of things going on and I keep myself.
0: Is your kid interested in skating?
1: They skate a little bit. Yeah, you know, I think it's different. You know, they've grown up with a skateboard available and in, in their face since they were born. You know what I mean? And uh-huh. It's just like it's just it's not something that's theirs. You know, it's skateboarding mine. You know what I mean? And so it's like. They are into it, and they might find a place and a time when it becomes theirs, but right now it's just like, that's what their dad, it's like a way to like hang out and skate and be with me, you know. Sure. But what made skateboarding awesome when you were young, you know, like what really hooked you with skateboarding is because it was yours. You could get as good as you wanted, and you could take it wherever you wanted to go with it, and it was like this key to exploration and friendships, and so it was 100% yours, you know. And I don't want to, like, make it my kid's thing, because if they want it to be their thing then they'll find it and yeah exactly you can't not, push have, them yeah and they're not gonna have the same experience as me like i love skateboarding from from my experience of skateboarding mm-hmm. not necessarily because of the skateboard itself it's just from that life experience of what's happened to riding a skateboard mm-hmm. he might find his own experience with a skateboard that's equally as rewarding but uh
0: i just got two more things i wanted to ask you about how uh jake's death affected you and Futuristically thinking about how that's gonna affect skateboarding and the mag and everything.
1: I think Jake was a compass for skateboarding. I think that Jake kept skateboarding pointing in like a certain direction. Skateboarding was born from the streets and a lot. I mean, I mean, maybe not born from the streets, but it cut its teeth in the streets. You know, right? Like it has a really rough and tumble attitude, and is, and most of that is that you are fucking eating shit all the time and breaking shit and. Whatever, you know, like, so that was, like, the ethos of skateboarding, and it was it's rough, and it's rugged and raw, and, and Jake embodied that, you know, and, and he always kept skateboarding, pointing that direction, no matter how many times it started going this way or whatever. He always has opinions and views and stances, always kind of, like, redirected skateboarding in a certain direction, you know. So without that, it'll be different, for sure. Like, we, we don't have that one person who has given themselves up completely to skateboarding. Right. And a certain way of skateboarding in a certain lifestyle mentality i mean that takes a lot of bravery to do that too you know to commit yourself so wholly to skateboarding in in that sense is, it takes a lot of bravery you know like it, you know and i think people don't think about that ever but he he like lived skateboarding more than most of us do, you know and without him it's going to be easy to get distracted and things are going to go different directions and we're going to lose a little bit of that like fire you know a little bit of that core is, is gone you know and and that's just what it is there's no one's gonna replace it no one's gonna change it no one's gonna bring that back it's gone that was like he was a unique part of skateboarding
0: for sure bryce and i were talking about it and bryce had a really interesting point that i've been thinking about a lot lately which was like i wish that fucker could have just stayed around and been at the olympics to just yeah be jake and jake's opinion and and to soak it in and to give them whatever they needed jake not being around for that it, it would have been really interesting to see how he would have gone through it heard his commentary heard yeah. his opinions you know
1: right i think the last time not the last time one of the last few times i would seen him we were it was tampa pro first of all why the fuck is J- jake in tampa pro because <laughs>
0: his band's playing <laughs> <laughs> whatever like
1: <laughs> he showed up and he was like he's talking shit and <laughs> like this practice is going on he just like walks out through practice just like through the whole thing walks yeah. over grabs the trans banners and just tears them off <laughs> the fucking wall. Yeah. And there's just like and everyone's like skating, trying drinks are like, what the hell is he doing? And like drags them out and leaves in the middle of the course and just walks off. And, Why you gotta pick on trans They're the underdogs. Leave them alone. But at the same time like fuck yeah for being who you are, you know what I mean? Like for yeah. standing up for yourself and and like you don't there's no one else like that. Yeah, it's it's fucked. And for me, like me personally what what Jake has personally did mean Jake did a shitload for me i mean like the, the fact that he showed interest in me and and helped me achieve to get scared of the air or whatever like that i mean i owe everything to that you know like that's a huge piece of cement that'll keep me in skateboarding you know and that's what i want to do You know, i want to i want to be here i want to be part of it and that's something that kept me part of it whether or not i want to or not you know what i mean like whether or not what my brain's telling me at the time or whether i feel like i deserve to be here or i should be here or whatever like he made a place for me and that's like i you know there's no one else that could have done that in that way i owe a shitload to that so, yeah thank you jake
0: <laughs> every day i'm at the yeah. mag right next to his office and just go like damn i've been He's, just absorbing it trying to figure
1: it all out yeah he was a beautiful human and he was also a terrible human yeah and and we have to understand that like with beauty comes terror you know and you have to have both of them and, and he had us dude i mean he called me up on fucking thanksgiving morning one morning and like I have the voicemail saved, and he, like, told me he loved me, and, like, you know what I mean? Like, that was, it's such, that was, like, such a huge thing to me, you know, like, I mean, we, I've never been on trips with Jake, you know what I mean? Like, I've hung out with him, I've seen him, I've been, spent a lot of time with him, we've talked, we've had, like, heart-to-hearts and stuff like that, sure. but, like, we haven't traveled in the sense where, like, I would have called him my, like, I wouldn't have thought of him being my friend, or I'm being his friend, or, you know what I mean, but he, you know, called me up one morning, think, like, six o'clock in the morning on Thanksgiving morning, he was like, yo, yeah, I love
2: you,
0: uh...
1: That fucking meant a huge, amount yeah. To me like, it feels great to be accepted, especially by the ones that have strong opinions. You know.
0: Totally. Yeah. No, I, I, I understand that completely.
1: He'll be missed, man. You know.
0: Yep. Definitely. Uh, I was talking to Dennis about it, and I just, I didn't realize, like Dennis you know the stuff dennis went through with him and monk and then both those guys not being around it's just like whoa that was heavy i was like damn
1: 100 is that dennis yeah. has, has had a complicated relationship with jake forever and then that whole scenario with all those people monk Pisto and phelps you know yeah I mean? like that's just that's that's heavy and and dennis has been intimately involved in all those three of their lives you know mm-hmm. last of the rocking vipers
0: dennis shout out who are some guys you think like are at this time next year who are we going to be talking about who are like the content who are going to be the guys dropping the parts who are people oh. going to be oohing on over i always thought Vanderlinden, linden if he put it all together was one guy that should be uh yeah
1: he doesn't he's so, so good. good dude he yeah. just needs to like focus a little bit needs to be riddling or something <laughs> <laughs> no I think he's just like he needs he's been getting hurt a lot yeah. he just needs to like slow down a little bit and like I don't know he's so good I don't know man there's so many good dudes out there yeah right I had so much fun with all the Spitfire guys this summer like watching Kevin Bradley skate that guy's fucking awesome Ooh. he also needs to put it together but definitely he's tight right. Mason Silva dude I think Mason Silva could, could do something dude like he is so good and powerful and I was, he's like cool dude Kinda yeah. good head on his shoulder. Right. I think he could do something.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That part he put out, what was it, last year or at the beginning of this year? Yeah, that was super sick. All right, well, uh, you got a fucking jam we can take it out of here with? Some type of music, some song?
1: Mm, I've been listening to that Tom Waits song, Long Way Home. All right, fuck, dude. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, thank you, Schme. Coming over to
0: my place, meeting me. It's my... sick.
1: I feel like a part of history right now. Love it.
0: See you tonight at the uh, Sodi party. See you
2: there, bros. Long Way Home. Well, I stumbled in the darkness. I'm lost and alone. I said I'd go before us and show the way back home. There's a up ahead, I can't hold on very long. Forgive me, pretty baby, but I always take the long way home. Mine's just something you throw off the back of. Got a head for a lightning, a hat for a ring And I know that I said, I'll never do it again